Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 130 of the Vortex of Ball Dated Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, aka B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. You walk into this room at your own risk, because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. The chancellor, the late chancellor, was only partly correct. He was obsolete. But so is the state, the entity he worshipped. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for mankind. Well, 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 brother. Uh-oh. Uh, I guess that's about it for the podcast. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Catch you on the flip side. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how do you top that? Rod Sterling, right? Yep, yep. Rod Sterling, black and white TV, Mm -hmm. early 1960s. I didn't get a – I was looking for a date um, when that came out. I don't know what the date was. But it's an episode of the Twilight Zone. It is obviously a probably the first or second season. Yeah, uh, it's an early one for sure. Yeah, and uh, let's see if we can find out. Twilight Zone ran from uh, making noises here. Here comes the boom. I don't want those noises oh. right now. Uh, I'll get the noises again later. <laughs> Welcome everyone. Welcome to the podcast. So yes, yes, yes. The Twilight Zone television series. Well, as you're finding that, let me just reveal the big, uh, the big reveal, right? Okay. We are live, bro. We're like super live. I'm, I hope we're alive. Are oh, you besides, alive? Besides alive, alive. yeah. We're, <laughs> alive. I'm we're talking. Live. We're we live. are website we're live. alive. Mm-hmm. Folks, go check it out. www TheVortexApologetic.com We said it. I said it. It's live now. Yep. Go check out that webpage, that website. Uh, look at all the material we have in there. Uh, from, you know, well, launching material, I should say, because we're getting started. But we got to release our number, the first blog of uh, the TVA, written by my brother in Christ here. 
The brain? Did you use the brain for that blog, brother? Just want to know. I plagiarized myself on that one. Yeah. Folks, we are plagiarizers, and we have, I mean, no working brains here. And I plagiarized the brain and stole his materials. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyways, my brother wrote his first blog article. <laughs> Gray is... Do you remember? You already forgot, huh? The, 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 the color gray. The gray, gray is... is do you I remember? I don't remember now. <laughs> oh, what my goodness. <laughs> you don't remember what you... <laughs> he is too busy. I'm busy. Thinking too much. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the Twilight Zone. It, <laughs> it ran from 1959 to 1964. Wow. You know, I'm going to talk about what he said in a moment, but gray is what? Complicated. <laughs> complicated, that's right. <laughs> great title, by the way. It was great. Yeah. When I when you send it to me so I can post it, it kept it got my it got my attention. Oh right good, away. good. So okay, good. folks, check it out. Uh read it, like it, subscribe to the blog. Uh which uh, I think you know, I'll put you on a spot, brother. You wanna do that like once a week? I'm gonna try to do it once a week. Yeah, we'll do once a week. You heard it from his mouth? Once a week, we're gonna get uh, myself, didn't I? (laughs) Yes, you did. Live too. (laughs) Once I get the juices flowing, it'll go. It'll go. Yeah, yeah. he won't stop. See, problem is, once I write it, I'm on to the next thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. I get that. I get that moment of inspiration. Right. Get it to you, and then I'm on to the next thing. I've already, yeah. I've already forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? You're busy. You're I, busy. I remember the principles, yeah. but I, you know, I, just, I don't remember the details. <laughs> awesome. Keep, keep but, yeah. going. Keep moving to the next yeah. thing, bro. So anyways, yeah. folks, we encourage you to go check it out. There's uh, the links to um, our other social media and also our host of the podcast, Podbean. Eventually, though, we're going to have our podcast in within our web page to be hosted there. Therefore, we want to create traffic directly to our website. And, uh, yeah, we want to bring more focus to the Vortex Apologetic from a blogging standpoint, from a uh, podcast standpoint, and whatever else the Lord opens us for. So, got good things coming up, my brother. You already moving on to the next thing, see? (laughs) Yeah, good things coming up. I tried to I tried to silence that before the stupid advertisement showed up. (laughs) And it's showing up again. It's going on the speaker. I'm sorry. I loaded up. Okay, now uh, what I was trying to do Mm -hmm. before I just totally messed up the podcast. (laughs) Okay, you guys, just go ahead and laugh out there. Have a good good laugh. All right, so yeah. I don't know. What kind of podcast is this? I don't want to listen to this. These people, I don't know what they're doing. Okay. (laughs) So, anyway, (laughs) I wanted to do this one more time and give commentary because this is so relevant to what we're going to talk about tonight. All right. Listen one more time to this. I think. That's if it goes. Uh, right. I'm not okay. It's not. It's not giving me sound now. What now? What's going? Okay, so it wanted to give sound on the advertisements, but now it doesn't want to give sound. What uh-uh. is? What is going on with this thing? <laughs> I, I I've heard of technical difficulties before, yeah, but yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> These are anyway special so, difficulties. <laughs> yeah, the, the point I was going to make, if I can get this thing to work, was that. Um, 
Oh, I know what happened. The phone interrupted. Uh, is is that he was so relevant to what's going on today? Uh huh. Nope, the phone is not okay. Uh, back in 1959. Yeah. What he's. I hope everybody caught what he said. I'm going to reset the Bluetooth on this thing. And then we're going to try to play it one more time. You are working. Okay. And nothing's going. What has happened? At your own risk. Because it leads. Then we go back. Okay, here we go. You walk into this room at your own risk. Because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. Might be. Now, ever since this COVID situation has uh-huh. hit, are we not in that same situation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, not a future are. that will be, but might be. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, continue on. <clears throat> this is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It's not a new world. It's an extension of what began in the old one. Mm-hmm. This whole thing has been planned out by the deep state for a long time. Yeah. They planned on this COVID crisis right. to push their agenda. And uh, this is so prophetic in mm-hmm. what he said. 1959. Here Jeez. we go. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the the, the world bankers are dictators. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the, the, the globalists, these globalists who want to run the world. Look how the mm-hmm. EU acts when Brit- Britain wants to leave the EU. They act like tyrants, right? Yeah. Uh, now that other, other nations are starting to challenge the EU a little bit, they're mm-hmm. becoming more and more draconian, more tyrannical, aren't they? You know, yeah, I mean, time. if you look at that, that's that's just an example, okay? Uh, look how our government acts. What what have we been doing to other governments for many years that, mm-hmm. you know, I was blind to for, for so long, but now I, I understand what they've been doing. Putting their tentacles into other governments' business, business for so long, mm-hmm. right? We've been doing right. it. The communists have been doing it. China's been doing it. The yeah. Soviet Union was doing it before that, uh, trying to influence other nations, trying to fix elections. and other, We've been fixing elections since the early 1960s, maybe even the 1950s. Mm. Yeah, yeah, go that far. You know? uh, in, but it's not, not necessarily here. Here it's been more recent. But in other nations, we've been cheating other nations out of their elections. South mm. America, mm. Asia, other areas... We've been trying to push our will around. That's tyrannical in a a certain sense. But it's not us doing it. That's the thing. It's not America. It's not what we founded in the Constitution. It's not those of us who are following what the Founding Fathers gave us. It's the globalists that took this nation over in the 1930s. Mm. Even back in the, to the late 1800s after the Civil War, where they began the whole system. Right. Uh, but the 1913, the Federal Reserve, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then 1930s income tax is when they really began to accelerate. Yeah. And um, 
they began basically bought out America. Mm-hmm. They, they, the, the, the America as we knew it stopped at that point, and a different and new America came into play. And that's America ran by the bankers mm. and ran by the Federal Reserve, okay? The Federal Reserve runs the business. It, it's, the, it's the subsidiary of, of the world banks that runs this portion of their business. And they, they run America like a business, okay. okay? Not like a country. Mm, okay. They run us like assets, not like free, independent people. Mm. You know, free under God's laws, right? Yeah. Um, no, we are their property. We are their assets. This is how they run things. And I know as soon as I say all that stuff, people <laughs> are going to be going, oh, yeah, see, I knew it. It's the end times. See, you're talking about the end times. You're talking about the Antichrist. Watch out for the mark of the beast. <clears throat> no, folks. Mark of the beast. No, Don't folks, take that mark, no. bro. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. That is not what I'm talking about. Okay? Let's just get that right now. So, this is what we have with all the whole COVID thing going on. And it's going to, everything we're going to talk about in this podcast tonight, because we talked for a few minutes as to what's going to be going on, it's going to, it's going to connect to that. Now, listen to what else he says. Beginning of time, it has refinements. Technological advances and a more sophisticated approach. Refinements mm. and technological advances, like mRNA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not vaccines, folks. They're lying to you when they call them vaccines. I got mm. a thing from my work. They're really pushing the, the quote, vaccines really, really hard. Mm. Do you know what my response is? Tell us. When they get a true vaccine, I'll, conti- I'll consider taking it. <laughs> right. As soon as they develop a real vaccine, I'll consider taking yeah. it. <laughs> they haven't developed one yet. Yeah. These are yeah. not vaccines. They are mRNA. Mm-hmm. And now they're talking about doing it for the flu season. Mm. mRNA. Yeah. They're talking about pushing it to 12 and 15-year-olds now and trying to get it even younger. Yeah. This is insidious. This is crimes against humanity, mm-hmm. plain and simple. All right, we'll mm-hmm. continue on. Mm-mm-mm. So technology, technology is coming into play here. Right. The destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. So it, it destroys yeah. human freedom, right? Right. And logic is a menace, or logic is a what? A, um, yeah, it's a menace. And, and, and logic is a menace, and, you know, anyway. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the, the problem part is, yeah. doesn't that sound like critical race theory? <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, we can't have yeah. logic because, you know, that's racist. Yeah. Logic is, oh, the, yeah. is the white man's reasoning, therefore, mm-hmm. it's specifically white man's reasoning, right? Yeah. Do they not understand history? <laughs> Logic not. was probably not even started by the white men. The Egyptians had it long before the, the Greeks. Yeah. Right? It was in Africa long before it was in, in Asia. I mean, in, uh, in uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Uh, the, Confucius wasn't, to some degree, using logic. Right? I mean, oh, yeah. uh, what is this? Logic is uniquely white. Right? 
It's garbage. Uh, but but this is this is right. This is the propaganda. This is the mind control techniques and and mm-hmm. games that they're playing. We'll continue. The chancellor, the late chancellor, was only partly correct. He was obsolete. But so is the state, the entity he worshipped. We are becoming obsolete. Critical race theory is pushing us out. And the state that we once thought we had, we uh-huh. were mistaken, but the belief in the Constitution and so forth, that is being pushed out also. Mm. See? See what's happening? Yep. No, it's true. Very true. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. Any state or identity or whatever recognizes the rights of man Mm -hmm. is obsolete. We find ourselves there now. Yep. Now this was, I'm going to say... 60, um, about 62 years ago, mm-hmm. 60, yeah, 61 yeah. years ago, yeah. something like that. Yeah. When the, it had to be no more than 61 years, 61 years ago when this program, because 59 would have been 61 years. Yeah. 61 years ago, this was, this was a fictional program. And think about how profound those statements are. Of course, the Twilight Zone was always based on political philosophies and things like that and things that were generally accurate and true. Right. (laughs) So with that, I'm going to push it over to you, brother. Good stuff, brother. Um, It's so true that... um, uh, some of these shows, you know, pre, pre, you know, pretty much predicting, like, prophetically, you know, what's taking place nowadays. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's good stuff, brother. I like that. I like that. Um, <clears throat> so with that said, and then you touched up uh, touched up upon it, Kirkland the white man, you know. I wanted to, first of all, ask you, and being that you are a white man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tell me, brother, are you inherently racist? <laughs> no. <laughs> because, you know, it's been out there, it's been going around, but for whatever reason, it's being pushed even more now by the likes of Dr. Eric Mason and the likes that uh, say, and they say it from the pulpit. White people are predisposed to racism. Let me know when you want me to respond to that. So, with that <laughs> said, you know, are white people born racist? Is that the sin that they inherit when they're born? They just walk out of the womb racist, calling the nurse names. And <laughs> I know I sound ridiculous, but... That's basically what they're saying. Like you, my brother, right. you're white. Mm-hmm. I should already think of you as being a racist because you're white. Well, it's categorical. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, I'm in the category. You're in that right. category. Right. You know? It has nothing to do with individuality. It no. has to do with category. It has to do with the category, exactly. It's the same concept or system as the um, caste system in, in, in India. Right, right. Right. It's a, it's they have their form of caste system based upon Hinduism, which mm-hmm. is it's a religious caste system. Right. 
where you know you if you're in the bottom caste, that's where you stay all your life. If you're yeah. in the top caste, that's where you stay all your life. Right. It's a, they don't. There's no movement up and down, right? Right. We have our own. Uh, in more recent days, modern religion mm-hmm. in America that um, has developed its own caste system. And if you're white, you're at the bottom caste mm-hmm. because it's flipped on its head. The oppressor oh, yeah. is at the bottom. Yeah. And the the most oppressed is at the top. Yeah. And so this is, this is what uh, Mason is saying is not sociologically factual mm-hmm. it's not based on any kind of real sociological uh, experimentation or mm-hmm. study or anything of that nature mm-hmm. um, or survey or anything like that um, it's based solely upon religious doctrine mm-hmm. or dogma right and the religion is wokeism mm-hmm. it's the religion of wokeism or being woke uh, it the the foundational doctrinal principle of wokeism mm-hmm. is critical race theory. Critical race theory was developed out of critical theory and the Frankfurt School, mm-hmm. which were looking for a way to infiltrate America with cult, with Marxism, basically. Yes. Big push and, for that. Yeah. Now, now the economic system that Marx came up with. Uh, that was successful against Russia, which mm-hmm. created the Soviet Union, but unsuccessful against us right. because our free enterprise system res- had a built-in resistance to that kind of a revolution in America. Okay, uh, you know, pushing economic thing just was not going to work in America because mm-hmm. too many people were doing well. Right. Right. But the Achilles Hill of America, which they figured out, was is, is race, right? Mm-hmm. It's history of, just like every other nation in the world, right. it's history of racism. It's history of slavery and so forth, which is, by the way, history, not yeah. current, okay? Right. Um, now, individuals may be racist in society, but society as a whole is not today is mm-hmm. not systemically racist no that was if if you'd asked me that in the 1950s uh in old the old uh, Jim Crow south i would say yes mm-hmm. there was right. a systematic race there was a system of racism set forth back then right but not today right and so no i don't believe and, sorry to cut you but that systemic racism during that time i mean it was basically taught Yes. You know, that was, was something that was taught to, you know, the children and children of children, you know, or, you know, as they grew up, more so than even now. Which was clearly contrary to Scripture. Exactly. Exactly. Even though the preachers were being quiet, their, their, their uh, sin was not um, to not, it, it was the sin of not addressing it from the pulpit. It was yeah. the sin of of uh, being implicit in it by being silent and not uh, teaching Christians that this is wrong. Okay, right. um, you bring a, you bring a great point, brother. Talking about not being taught from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Now, do you believe that that's been one of the biggest issues with the church throughout history? 
missing the mark when it comes to addressing these issues. And not only that, addressing them from a biblical standpoint. You know, forget what the pastor believes. Forget what the pastor thinks. What does my Bible say? Has that caused more of the issue? And that's why society is going the way that it is. Because of churches, starting from the pulpit, we're not teaching it the proper context of Scripture in regards to teaching these things. I think it's been mixed through history. Um, I've got volumes of church history up here with mm-hmm. Philip Scaff. I've got other church history books. I've, I've done a lot of church history, um, but not enough. I need to still do more. Um, but it seems mixed to me mm-hmm. in that there are periods where the church was very well informed, very well taught, like mm-hmm. during the Reformation period. And there were times um, that the church was com- wholly ignorant yeah, because the word of God was hidden, literally chained to a podium or pulpit, and only certain people were allowed to have access to it. Mm. You know, yes, uh, and so that was a time of ignorance by the church, um, and so yeah, it's been both, mm-hmm. uh, both directions. Uh, I think currently today there's a lot of willful ignorance, and I think people. Um, it's, it's, it, well, it amazes me. Let me say it this way. It amazes me how easily people are infected with the cancer of critical race theory. Hmm. It, it's, I mean, you talk about a pandemic. Um, the COVID-19 virus, which, by the way, they've never isolated. They've never found it. Uh, but even its reported spread around the world is, you know... A Volkswagen Beetle with a 100-horsepower engine compared to a Ferrari when it comes to um, the spread of critical race theory. Critical race theory has infected at least this nation really bad very Mm -hmm. quickly and taken over universities and is now taking over churches, seminaries, and it's a horrible, horrible cancer mm. that is, once it touches something, once it gets, um, once it infects, that's the right word, once it infects something, it really infects them. Yeah. And they begin to really lose their ability to reason. Because remember, logic is racist. Yeah. Math <laughs> Is racist. Why? Because it's the white man's math. Yeah. See, it's all, yeah. all they got to do yeah. is say, well, that was the white man came up with that, or the white man's this, or the white man's that, and suddenly it's just canceled. <laughs> yeah. So math is canceled. Logic is canceled. You know, a lot of philosophy is canceled. Mm-hmm. The, the, a lot of theology is canceled now. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Because it's, you know, those white theologians came up with that. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. And so, whiteness, so it's, it's a different religion. Wokeness is a different religion than Christianity. If you're going to accept critical race theory mm-hmm. into the church, don't call yourself a Christian. Okay, especially if you're the pastor that has indoctrinated all of your people into it. Okay. Stop calling yourself a Christian church because you're no longer a Christian church. You're a church of wokeness. Mm. You're worshiping a different God. You have a different dogma. The original sin is no longer rebellion against God. God gave a commandment and Adam and Eve rebelled against it. The original sin is now whiteness. 
in the church of wokeness. So they switch from the original hmm. sin in Scripture out of Genesis and switch to the original sin in the writings of the woke authors of critical race theory. And that is the sin of whiteness. Now, whiteness is not only skin color, it's mentality, it's attitude, okay. it's, right. it's concept, it's conceptual. And that's why every police officer wearing blue or sheriff's deputy wearing tan or whatever color they wear... Okay is white. doesn't matter what their race is. They can be black, they're still white. They can mm-hmm. be Hispanic, they're still white. <laughs> they can be Asian, they're still white. Right. Right? Because they're, they're in the oppressor class. Police officers are in the oppressor class right now. And so when, you, when you're seeing these tirades, like the, the woman that we're going to play in a little bit, that yeah. the, LA count, the LA, count, LA County deputy that oh, yeah, got the tirade from the lady, uh, <laughs> and, and you're trying scratching your head going, what's wrong with this lady? Why yeah. is she ranting? I mean, he, you know, he's walking up on a traffic stop, and, and uh, she says, why did you... Why'd you stop me? Or, or maybe he said uh, the reason. No, he said the reason I stopped you. Before he could get the next words out, is she said it's because you're a murderer. <laughs> it's, an, it's because and she goes because I train was forty miles an hour and I was doing forty miles an hour. You stopped me because you're a murderer. And yeah. he's going. Uh, well, I stopped <laughs> you because you were on your cell phone. You can't be on your cell phone. And the right. whole time he's trying to say cell phone, she's calling him a murderer. Right? Yeah. He's a Hispanic officer. Mm. He, you know, he's not yeah. white. He's Hispanic. But she's calling him a, a, a racist Hispanic. A racist <laughs> Mexican. No, she said racist Mexican. <clears throat> he must said. have been too light of a Mexican. That's he why. must have, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but the point is, and we'll play it for you later, but the point is... Is that where does she get this stuff? How does she get? Why does that seem so nutty? Does well, it's critical race theory in a nutshell. Yeah. No, it's true. She's all she's doing is uh, espousing the fundamental doctrines and dogmas of her faith, and her faith is the Church of Wokeness. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> So, yeah, I wholly disagree with Eric Mason. <clears throat> I believe he has left Christianity hmm. and gone into a false religion. And he needs to repent. Amen. And it's, it's not only him. There's been quite a few of them. You know, we were talking earlier, you know, amongst ourselves in regards mm-hmm. to Dr. Alvin Muller. Another one that is uh, uh, taking a sharp left turn. <laughs> a big disappointment. Uh, I had a high high respect for him in uh-huh. the past. Right. Um, used to listen to um, his podcast, mm-hmm. um, and it was very uh, thought provoking. I mean, uh, uh-huh. R.C. Sproul like in his own way. I mean, he he's very oh, yeah. very intellectual. Very no, very smart. much so. He's, right. he's uh, certainly the uh, the academic, and uh, the, he called himself the the ultimate nerd or whatever at one time <laughs> i heard it on this podcast one time yeah but uh since then he has and i saw it coming when i was at the shepherds conference and they had that blow up in the question and answer session 
Yeah, that's true. And I was that's there. That's kind of where it started. Right? Uh, you were there. That's I, right. You I were was there. there for that. Lyman in person. <laughs> and a boy, you you could a pin could have dropped in that room, and everybody felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. But um, it started. I kind of saw it then. I saw it developing then. Mm-hmm. Since then, uh, yeah, he's fired some professors that were very uh, hardline, you know, scripture. And replaced them with some professors that were more hardline Church of Wokeness or CRT, yeah, critical race theory. Uh, he's pushed that heavily in the seminary, uh, and but at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, when he's talking to this group over here, he's denying CRT, and when he's talking to this group over here, he's affirming it. So he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah, it's kind of all over um, the place. <laughs> and that's been a big disappointment uh, mm-hmm. to see that. I'm sorry to see that because I had, uh, I think he was, you know, it was great to see him bring um, Southern Seminary back into the Reformation, the Reformation doctrines, mm. you know, of, uh, you know, the uh, doctrines of election and so forth that, uh, of course, that was a big debate too. Right, but since then he's taken another turn and toward uh, wokeness, um, and he'll deny that one minute and, and, and affirm it the next, and that's what's yeah. driving everybody up the wall. Is uh, it's hard to tell where he stands? Is he playing the politician? I don't know. Mm. Is is he turned hard left? I don't know. Is mm. he is he playing is he playing some kind of chess game to just to right, I, I, you know, I doubt it, but I mean, it, who knows? <laughs> but I can't, I don't like that kind of stuff, yeah. You know? No, it's, it's tough to follow, too. I, I like being straightforward, you know, you yeah. get what you get. The scripture says, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say, basically. The mm-hmm. verse that talks about that, right? Uh, let your yay be yay and your no, nay be nay. And basically, what that means is say what you mean, mean what you say. That's right. And don't mince your words. Don't don't confuse people with conflicting words and so forth. Good stuff, my brother. Appreciate that. Before we move on to that story, I'm going to grind your gears a little bit earlier today. So okay. it should be fun. This is this is a fun one. <laughs> so I got this picture that somebody else took, but I actually saved it. Because you know how you write a book. I mean, you know this. You're written a book, and in the back, you know, you have a little, a little bit about, you know, right. the person writing a book, right? Yeah. I'm going to read you these qualifications of this person that wrote a book. He's an author of a book or some books, and pastor, prophet, blah blah blah. I want you to compare your accolades with this gentleman's accolades, all right, bro? Don't be jealous, all right? Don't be jealous, bro. <laughs> Okay. You ready for this one? All right, it's that time. Let's get going on grinding the brain's gears. About the author, Prophet Tayo Olaniyi. Wow, that's a hard name to pronounce. Yeah, that's a rough one. <laughs> HD, I don't know what that is. I don't know, maybe that's a certificate, or you know how you have a doctor MD on it? Yeah, I have this, no this idea. This one has HD. I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to read it. Doctor of History? I don't know. I, I something. I don't know. Doctor of something. Yeah. So HD is a prophet, doctor, and professor of the Most High God. 
He is also a doctor and professor of higher learning. He, BJS, BGAS, I don't know what that is. A honor, a honor, he, he, I have no idea, I can't follow. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through it. So he, BGAS, a honor that is far above master's, PhD, and PhD professor, which are specific higher degrees. So maybe it's higher degrees, HD, there you go. He is an HD holder, so higher degrees, which is far above the degrees that are meant for small men and women, master's, PhD, and PhD professors, who are substandard to the state <laughs> level, Adam. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trying to be serious here, brother. What? Why are you laughing? This guy's got some accolades. Come on. <laughs> sorry, folks. It's just hilarious. Keep going. <laughs> the author has been sent by the Most High God to take Nigeria to the Promised Land and the whole at large. Prophet Tayo Ola, Olanigi is a professor, a professional, and a heaven standard and accountant. <laughs> I just threw my phone because it's like a mic drop. <laughs> Why didn't you say the ultimate and leave it at that? <laughs> That'd be a lot shorter. <laughs> Bro, I posted that picture and I said, man, with these accolades... I mean, he should rewrite the Bible. I know. <laughs> Not write his own. <laughs> write his own. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Nigeria, right? Brother, just, just quit writing. No more writing books. <laughs> you know what? I, I, what? These standards set already? Blogs blogs canceled, brother. I can't you do know it what? That's it. We're canceling the podcast. Forget I, the webpage. I don't have an HD, brother. I don't have, you a, have higher an HD, degree. a higher degree. All right. Hi, That's what I that is. I never guessed higher degree. Me neither. <laughs> Until I read it later on, and it finally dawned on me, oh, that's higher degree. I was like, maybe a doctorate of history? or It's like, oh, my goodness, higher degree. They just they just make that stuff they, up. I don't know it. how they I, – I mean, they make – and people believe it, brother. That's the bad thing. You know, people should have gone, pro – you stop. You don't even go further than pro. Does, does it bother to say how old this guy is? Because you would think you'd have to be like 150-year-old. Uh, right, with the way it's written. All this no, stuff. I mean <laughs> – can't really tell by the picture, but I mean, he's a young man. He looks like a young man. He's in his thirties, maybe forties. Yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I just thought a higher degrees, a prophet, doctor, professor of the Most High God. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not like he's trying to build himself up or anything, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and why is it always out of Africa? You know, I don't know. Just there's something about those higher degrees in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> they reached that back to the to, to the ancient Egyptian knowledge or something. And, oh uh, my god! I'm know, thinking they, they if it was true, and so those uh, HD I, higher degrees wouldn't Africa be 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 in a better position? <laughs> I know what it is. Well, probably, yeah. I would think so. Yeah, uh, I know what it is. And they haven't told us. They got a Stargate. <laughs> oh no! 
<laughs> and they traveled through that Stargate, and he got him a higher degree traveling That's through it, that Stargate. Man. That's what it is. He, he wouldn't, I'm be, telling you he right wouldn't now, beat me up, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's those ancient Egyptian the alien, like uh, interstellar alien guys, you know. That did I, I think he reached yeah. <laughs> above the third heaven. I mean, hello, <laughs> Paul style, you know, and he went to that higher degree. <laughs> Higher realm. That, yeah, yeah, well, Paul, man, we Paul know came about. back from that one and said, I, oh, I'm on a non-disclosure. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk about this. This guy has sp- special privileges, bro. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Paul's <laughs> <laughs> said, I went to the third heaven, but I can't talk about it. I'm on a non-disclosure agreement with God. You know? <laughs> this guy went beyond and said, I'm going to speak to everybody about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. So there's my segment of grinding the uh, brain's gears. Grinding the gears. Jeez. <sighs> well, I might as well just go ahead and do the inevitable. Let's put the boom back on. Let's hit it. All right. So let's see if I can find the best one with the rat. I don't know. I have a lot of choices here. Choices, choices. There's a Fox 11 Los Angeles. Uh, we'll try that one because it was in Los Angeles. Yeah, it was the LA story. That's we'll right. do. We'll do Fox 11. That's two minutes and 40 second, 46 seconds. That'll work. Correct. I pulled you over because, because you're a murderer. Uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be, you can't be on your cell if phone I while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. I can record you. And can you call your supervisor, please? I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. Perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So oh. there. Congratulations. Murderer. You're a murderer. What's that? Hold that still for me. Okay, murderer. And that's it. Here go, man. Sign your side of the red box a, right there. For him being a Mexican racist, what is that name? Gas. Sign the citation, man. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. All right, so now the news reporter's going to talk. So I think we got enough for that we rant. We got enough for that rant. <laughs> we got enough for and it, and it. Well, she turns around after that. Here's the thing. She turns around after that. I'm going to hit the boom again. And she um, files a complaint mm-hmm. against the deputy. And we just heard what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. With internal affairs. <laughs> Claiming she, he tried to murder her. Wow. And she said, uh, at one point she says, I'm a school teacher, or I'm a teacher. So yeah. there. She says, says, you're a murderer, and I'm a teacher, so there. Or yeah. something, something along those lines, yeah. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> That's probably like the worst part when, I mean, the, the fact that she goes, I'm a teacher. Oh, no. <laughs> every parent, every parent in, the, in the Southern California wondering where she teaches is was nervous at that point. I, I, I'd yeah. be so upset. I'd be calling her school, man. I don't um, know where she teaches. There you allow. There was this some mention of Southwest. Oh, some, there was some mention of Southwest College, so I don't know. Yeah. Somebody mentioned Southwest College. Make, yeah. Well, I, oh, it, it was the sheriff, the LA uh, sheriff, the actual sheriff. That's right. When they interviewed him, mentioned he says, "I've I've heard she was teaching. She teaches at Southwest College or something like that." Well, Southwest College is here in the San Diego County. Yeah. Yeah. So she must have been up in LA for something. And, something. Yeah, you know, 
But uh, yeah, yeah Southwest College is here. She was pulled over in mm-hmm. San Dimas. Yeah, up north. Mm-hmm. Repeatedly calls him a murderer, right? Or his uh, what? A Mexican racist. You're always gonna be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it's tough to read. And not only that, how do you contain yourself? If it was me, bro, I'd be cuffing that woman. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> <laughs> grinding the cuffs. Is that what you'd be doing? <laughs> That's a my 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 uh, taser gun sound. Yeah, it's more electric. <laughs> wow. But how do you guys contain yourselves in situations like that? You're a cop. Come on. Wow. Have you, actually, let me ask you have, you, have you ever in your career as a police officer, have you ever experienced anything close to that? The closest anything like that? Like that, right. Uh, you pulled me over because I'm black. Okay. Yep. That's yeah. That's what yeah. I got. <laughs> and uh, being, <laughs> being uh, the nutty guy that I am, uh-huh. uh, I looked at the gentleman. It was a distinguished-looking gentleman. It wasn't like the gangbanger type at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, he looked like a family man to me. And I said, so, um, apparently you've had a bad experience with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me, kind of surprised as I said that. He goes, yes, I have. And I, and I said, well, this is not going to be one of those experiences. Mm. Good stuff. It changed the entire traffic stop from that point on yeah yeah and, and i even gave him a written warning i didn't even give him a ticket. wow yeah. you know what though i mean things like that are are i think are the things that will change people's perspective people's opinion you know because again we we're talking about cat- categories earlier because you're a cop you're categorized as being a murderer mm-hmm. someone is out to kill uh, black people right right it doesn't matter what color you are. It can be white, purple, green, yellow. If you're a cop, you're a racist. You're a, you're gonna kill a black person for when you stop them in traffic, right? So, you yeah. know, this experiences like that is, I think, what changes people. And you know what I've seen a lot too, brother. I've seen people, especially black people, black men, mm-hmm. that when they're stopped by police officers, mm-hmm. some of them, I don't think they've recorded, but. Uh, they uh what they do after they receive their salutation or they got pulled over or they go through the whole uh, process of being pulled over in the end they'll ask the police officer if they can take a picture with them and what these men do they'll post it online i got stopped by a cop today i was going this fast it was my fault i got my ticket my citation i told the cop thank you very much appreciate your service and they take a picture and it's amazing because people are caught off guard and you know in some things. Yeah. And people will say, Wow, wait a minute. So that changes in their narrative to where like, look, it's if you are you know, if you get stopped and you obey uh-huh. you know, the police officer's commands, uh-huh. there's nothing to worry about really. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. I've had that happen to me. I had a bunch of um the the racers, you know, mm-hmm. they love to going up and down Mira Mesa Boulevard, as you know. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, yeah, racing up and down the boulevard, and they they pulled into a lot that I was it was in my area, mm. and uh, but they I didn't have any indication they were racing that night, so I cruised over, 
and started admiring the car. You know, had to, had to fix up Hondas and the fixed up whatever the Japanese cars mostly um, yeah. that were you know fancied out and everything. Yeah, that's pretty poor t- terminology, fancied out. Anyway, um, it, it's aftermarket stuff. Anyway, I. I was admiring the cars. I was talking with them about the cars, and yeah. uh, and so they took a picture with me. They wanted to take a picture with me, so you know, I was like, okay, so yeah, you know, so we did that. So anyway, um, you know, it, it's things like that. Kind of, you still have to hold them accountable, and they know that. Right. But when you hold them accountable after that, it's a different encounter. Mm. They already know you. Yeah, they've already had a good experience with you, right? Right. So now they kind of say, well, yeah, okay, yeah, you got me. Because <laughs> now it's become like a cat and mouse game. Right, <clears throat> right. It's right. uh, so, oh, you got me. <laughs> you know, and it's all how you approach yeah. it. But this lady didn't even give that officer an opportunity to make it a good experience. Yeah. She went at him right, right, like immediately. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You think she had mental problems? Just the thing she was saying, the approach? I think she has critical race theory problems. Yeah. I mean, because she was, I was reading a little bit of the transcript, she even, I guess he reached in to ask her to zoom in on a picture of her ID or her driver's license, and uh, he kind of leaned in. She right away, oh, she got afraid and was like, oh, you're trying to kill me and my son? It's like, lady, I'm just trying to look at the uh, at your driver's license. What are you talking She's about? She's believing everything <laughs> she's seen on the mainstream news media yeah. about cops. Right. And, and she's indoctrinated with the Church of Wokeness, or the religion of wokeness, I should call it. Yeah. And that, in combination, causes that reaction. Yeah. It's, she's, she's just... It, we're going to see more and more of that. I'll just put sure. it that way. I don't think she... Because she was very coherent. No, she was. And cooperative. Was. Cooperative. Other than her words, she was cooperative. She was doing whatever the officer was asking. Yeah. But um, just what was spewing out of her mouth is, uh-huh. is classic critical race theory blended with um, propaganda mm. from the news media. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it was. All cops are are murderers because yeah. one cop was a murderer, and they're all they're all murderers because they're all in the oppressor class. This is what people have to kind of begin to understand and kind of catch a hold of. It has nothing to do with that individual deputy, uh, how good he might be. It has to do that he's in a category, mm-hmm. right. and it's the category she was spewing her anger at or spewing her. You know, accusation of murder at you're a murderer. When she said you're a murderer, she's not. She wasn't saying him specifically. She was saying your your category is murderers, right? Or or murderers. You know, you're in the category of murderer Mm -hmm. because you're law enforcement, and law enforcement murders people. Yeah, right. That's what she was saying. That's where her head was. She. It made perfect sense to her. Mm-hmm. To our audience, they're probably scratching their heads, going, "What? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. We're in two different worlds." Yeah, and you said you know. it makes sense to her. I'm mm-hmm. thinking it makes sense to the cop too, because he his attitude was spot on. I mean, he did not react with any anger or took it personally. It almost seemed like he understood what, you know, maybe because of the category. Right. That's 
what she's is you know it's been pumped through her uh, you know through Obviously, her head so well, he's just like taking it in stride and well you got to understand <clears throat> uh, two things well number one they get training on this stuff yeah. but number two um He's probably been called every name in the book already, anyway. Right. <clears throat> I mean, he's, it's. I mean, his his skin has grown so tough. Yeah. You know. I mean, he just it bounces right off of him. Yeah. He doesn't. Uh, it doesn't affect him. He doesn't take it personally. Right. Put it that way. And I never took it personally when I was an officer. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, but I, I will defend the category. We need officers. We need we need good police officers. We don't need to be tearing them down. Mm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's know. a tough job for sure, especially nowadays. Yeah, it is. You know, so it's it it, it's going to take, uh, you know, uh, uh, men that are willing and able, men and women willing and able, you know, and you know that are going to, you know, uh, take that training and and keep that training and maintain it and right. you know w- you know as they progress in their careers and mm-hmm. use it as because right now man would you want to join the police force now there's a reason why i retorts two reasons why i retired <laughs> one is i was kind of forced out with with my health because i had a major health incident mm-hmm. and uh, two i got sick of this kind of stuff yeah you know, I, yeah i'm sorry i got sick of dealing with it you know yeah. Um, it, I mean, after thirty years of it, you just you're done. Sure, you don't. Sure, yeah. You want to? This is why cops, when they retire, they move out of the city, move to like Montana or Idaho or someplace. Some house hidden way up it's, there in yeah, the, in the you boonies. Know, you got you got to take the path by the oak tree and make a yeah. left, and then make a right at the big rock to get up to the house. And the house is you know you can't even see it till you get up to it. They they become hermits. They isolate because they're just. They are so tired of people. They're just wore out on people. People yeah. have just abused them for, you know, 25, 30 years. Yeah. And, is uh, that why you're moving? <laughs> I just figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving, brother. You know why I'm moving. <laughs> the family decided to leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't my decision. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, bro. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that so, was that was good, bro. I mean, yeah. thank you for sharing that with us. I know the the folks will appreciate it. Our listeners, um, yeah, it's good to, to get a perspective on it to understand what's going on. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, we're going to see more and more of this. Yeah, this is not. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's, it's there's going to be a tidal wave of this kind of stuff coming. And it's, it's because tough. critical race theory is like a cancer; it just infects everything yeah. it touches. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's it's pretty bad. So, all right, ready? Just ready. Health impact news. Ooh, let's get into this. It's, it's almost sad looking at health impact news every time I look at it. <clears throat> Here's the first article that pops up: okay. May the seventh, twenty twenty-one. Forty-eight-year-old surgeon. Doctor, medical doctor, hmm. dead after mocking anti-vaxxers and writing his own obituary after Moderna COVID injections. This is sad. That is a forty-eight-year-old yeah. plastic surgeon in Ohio is dead. Doctor Thomas Flanagan received the first dose of experimental Moderna mRNA on January sixth, according to his Facebook page. He received a second dose on February the 3rd. 
He mocked those who were skeptical of the shots by writing on his Facebook page, quote, second dose, the microchip is working fine. My mind is slowly being taken over by the hive mind. We are just fine. Resistance is futile. A <laughs> reference to Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I don't. I, I didn't want to laugh in this article yeah. because it's tragic what happened. But this reference to Star Trek is is pretty. He's, he was he was pretty clever. Uh, resistance is futile. Um, and in quote, and of course that's a reference to the uh, the Borg in Star Trek. Right. right. Uh, sometime thereafter, it's unclear exactly when he wrote his own obituary. In the same mocking fashion as the foregoing Facebook post, it is reminiscent of the Polish doctor we wrote about in February. But the surrealism surrounding this story is unmatched compared to any other story we've written thus far. First, none of the media outlets that covered this story, except the New York Post, <clears throat> mentioned that Dr. Flanagan um, received experimental Moderna mRNA shots in January and February. However, the Post, like the other outlets, wrote that his cause of death is not clear. Second, the headlines are practically celebrating his death, perhaps in an attempt to deflect attention away from the Moderna shots. Why would they celebrate someone's death? That's weird. That is weird. Uh, they refer to the obituary as hilarious. and Well, it, I just laughed because of his reference. Because uh, you could tell he, was a, he had one of those personalities where mm-hmm. he, he could probably make you laugh. Uh, they refer to the obituary as, hel- as hilarious, incredible, and other strange uh, adjectives given the situation. So he he writes his own obituary, mocks the idea that these experimental injections are dangerous, mm. and then shortly thereafter dies. <laughs> that uh, you is know, I, something. We're not medical doctors, folks, in this podcast. We can't give you medical advice, and we don't. We just bring these stories to you, and you make up your own mind what you're going to do. But this is nutty. Yeah. Now, this one's going to freak you out. I did this one last night for BitChute, which, by the way, YouTube, I, I must have hit the target, brother. Oh, yeah? You know you're you know you're over the target when you catch flack? You know you hit the target when uh-huh. they send F-16s up with missiles and start <laughs> shooting at you. They were, they were aiming for you, huh? I got shot down. I hit Man. the target and I got shot down. I hit the target on YouTube and they canceled my YouTube channel. Oh man! So I got canceled. But so I'm on, still on BitChute. See files on BitChute, folks. This is interesting. This Biden proposal could make the U.S. a digital dictatorship. Now, do you remember the movie Minority Report? I do remember the movie with Tom Cruise. Yes. And uh, it's a pre-crime division. Remember That's right. that? That's right. And so they had the three lady, the three girls in the tank, uh-huh. and they were able to see, uh, you know, the ball would roll down, right? right. And they right. were they could see who was going to murder someone before they were going to murder them, and the ball would roll down, give the name, and then they'd go arrest the guy pre-crime 
arrest them That's right. before they could commit the murder for the murder of that person, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that that was a fictional sci-fi movie that came out, what, 20, 30 years ago? 20, yeah, 20 years ago? Yeah, about 20 years, I think. <clears throat> a new proposal by the Biden administration to create a health-focused federal agency modeled after DARPA, which is a military program, mm. is not what it appears to be. Promoted as a way to end cancer, this res- uh, resuscitation, health DARPA, that's in quotes, con- uh, conceals a dangerous agenda. Now, mm. last Wednesday, President, this is by uh, Whitney Webb uh, on Health Impact News. Um, <clears throat> last Wednesday, President Biden was widely praised in mainstream and health care-focused media for his call to create a new biomedical research agency modeled after the U.S. military's high-risk, high-reward Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA. That's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, okay? Mm. As touted by the president, the agency would seek to develop innovative and breakthrough treatments for cancer, Alzheimer's disease, and diabetes with a call to end cancer as we know it. Mm. Now, there's a number of veterans at my work, and from time to time we'll discuss, uh, and this came up last week, as a matter of fact, I wonder what they shot into us when we were in the military. (laughs) Because we all know they could do anything they wanted with us. We were government property. We we keep saying, yeah, we were government property. They could shoot anything. They could have shot strychnine into us if they wanted to. (laughs) But anyway, we all received all these shots going overseas. You know, we always wondered what were they. What what Um, were they? What's in them, right? (laughs) Right. So I continue the article. Far from ending cancer in the way most Americans might envision it, the proposed agency would merge national security with health security in such as. Uh, way as well, I'm just reading it the way it's written, folks, <laughs> with health security in such as way as to use both physical and mental health warning signs to prevent outbreaks of disease or violence before they occur. Yeah. Did you get that? Prevent outbreaks of disease or violence before they occur. Huh. Right out of Minority Report, yeah. it gets better. Such a system is a recipe for the technocratic pre-crime organization with the potential to criminalize both mental and physical illness as well as wrong think. Hmm. From science fiction to reality. Wow. The Biden administration has asked Congress for $6.5 billion to fund the agency, which would be largely guided by Biden's recently uh, confirmed top science advisor, Eric Lander. Lander, formerly the head of the Silicon Valley-dominated Broad Institute, Hmm. has been controversial for his ties to eugenicist and child sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. Oh, boy. Any connection to Epstein right now is poison. Yeah. Okay. And his relatively recent praise of James Watson, an overtly racist eugenicist. Hmm. 
Despite that, Lander is set to be confirmed by the Senate and Congress and is reportedly significantly enthusiastic about the proposed new health DARPA. This new agency, set to be called ARPA-H, it's ARPA with a dash H, or HARPA, Mm -hmm. would be housed within the National Institutes of Health and would raise the NIH budget to over $51 billion. I guess you need a lot of money to run a pre-crime agency, so. right? Or pre, pre, pre-crime division. I wonder if we're going to get Tom Hanks, or Tom, uh, did I say Tom Hanks? Who was that said earlier? Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Tom yeah. Cruise, yeah. I, was wondering, I wonder if they're going to get Tom Cruise to be in the agency. <laughs> run his run his deal. Yeah, of course he'll be accused and he has to run. That's according to the and according to the movie. Uh, unlike other agencies at NIH, mm. ARPA H would differ in that the projects it funds would not be peer reviewed prior to approval. Mm. Instead, handpicked program managers would make all funding decisions. Sounds like a wow. recipe for corruption, doesn't it? Just a bit. <laughs> Funding would also take the form of milestone-driven payments instead of the more traditional multi-year grants. Hmm. ARPA-H will likely heavily fund and promote mRNA vaccines. They're not vaccines, folks. They keep saying vaccines are not vaccines. They're experimental injections. As one of the breakthroughs, so mRNA is a breakthrough of HARPA, that will cure cancer. Some of the mRNA vaccine manufacturers that have produced some of the most widely used COVID-19 vaccines, such um, experimental injections, such as the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, or experimental injection. They keep, they keep writing vaccines. Stop it. Okay. Stated just last month that cancer is the next problem to tackle with mRNA tech. 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 <laughs> this is not a dead virus that they're Jeez. shooting into your body so your body's defenses can fight it off and build a defense. <clears throat> That's a traditional vaccine. This is tech. They called mRNA... The Pfizer shot, the Moderna shot, and even John, uh, maybe even Johnson Johnson, hmm. AstraZeneca for sure. Tech, what's in it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's in this mRNA? mRNA? Um, so, problem to tackle with mRNA tech post COVID, post COVID, bio in tech. BioNTech, this is it's B-O, B-I-O, capital N, capital T-E-C-H, <laughs> BioNTech, BioNTech, has been developing mRNA gene therapies for cancer for years and is collaborating with the, get this, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh-huh. to create mRNA-based treatments for tuberculosis and HIV. Whew. Other innovative technologies that will be a focus of this agency are less well-known to the public and arguably more concerning. ARPA-H is not a new and exclusive Biden administration idea. There was a previous attempt to create a health DARPA during the Trump administration in late 2019. But the fact that it's connected 
to Bill and Melinda Gates gives me great concern. Mm-hmm. Given their Bill Gates' statements of depopulating the earth. Yeah. Right. You know. By the way, they're getting a divorce. Yep. <clears throat> so somebody said in the comment section on one of my videos where I mentioned, oh, Bill and Melinda Gates are getting a divorce. And then somebody put in the comment section, well, it's kind of hard to be married to a guy that's going to a uh, military tribunal trial to be hung. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or, or another one says, well, it's, it's hard to be married to, no, he says, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates aren't even there anymore. They're fakes because India killed them years ago because of the damage they did to people in India. In India, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and of course we know that, that, that the damage they did in India is real. Mm-hmm. A lot of people died because of their pushing of their experimental injections in India a number of years ago. So anyway, uh, let's see if I can find anything else in here. I know there's some... Oh, here we go. Uh, in 2019, the same foundation and individuals currently backing Biden's ARPA-H had urged then-President Trump to create ARPA not for the main purpose of researching treatments for cancer and Alzheimer's, but to stop mass shootings before they happen through the monitoring of Americans for neuropsychiatric warning signs. Mm. Tom Cruise and pre-crime division. Pre-crime right? divisions, yep. Minority Report. This is Minority Report in reality. Mm-hmm. This is insane. It is. For sure. <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on that. Uh, we'll move on. But yeah, this that should alarm people. Help. Yes. Wake up, folks. Wake up. There's stuff happening that uh, that the mainstream media is lying to you. They're not telling you the truth. All right. Let's see what else we got. Breaking, Arizona Audit Director Ken Bennett, Dominion, refuses to comply with subpoena and turn over password to their Maricopa County machines. Mm. So they found out that the uh, people running the election in Arizona Mm-hmm. Okay, the officials in the government running the election did not have access to the administrator's code mm. to get into the machines or to right right. So there, there's a so that means that they didn't have it during the election. They don't have it for the audit because they can't get into that part of the machines because they don't have the the code. It means they didn't have it for the election. Which means they have a chain of custody problem in, wow. in the election, yeah. Because they they could not make sure, inspect, and make sure that the machines were doing what they're supposed to be doing mm. without the administrative code for the machines. The only only thing they've been able to do in the audit is go into the user code that people do in the voting. Uh. Who had the administrative code? Well, the people who supplied the machines, right? Dominion. And Smartmatic, right? Mm. So they had administration codes. So what were they doing with administrative codes, and why wouldn't they allow the people running the election to have the administrative codes? Interesting. So anything that comes out of this um, that they find is criminal, Mm. that lands right smack in the lap of Dominion and Smartmatic. Mm. 
And it says that Dominion refuses to comply with subpoena. What do they have to hide? Oh, man. What are they guilty of? What, are they, what did they not want to self-incriminate themselves on? Yeah. Oh, this is getting good. This <laughs> is getting good. Stand uh, yeah. by, ladies and gentlemen. We'll have more on this as it develops. But uh, this is getting very interesting. All right. So a, here's another one. A third of all recent COVID deaths in England and Wales <clears throat> not caused by coronavirus. Hmm. Fact check. 128,000 deaths from COVID in the UK. Fact check. False. Now, I've railed against fact checkers, but we'll see how this one did. Hmm. After a year of incessant fear-mongering, Fraudulent PCR testing and generally inflating its COVID numbers, new data analysis reveals how the government's rampant statistical fraud still continues unabated as increasing numbers of people whose underlying cause of death was not due coronavirus are still being included in the government's hallowed death count. Mm. Despite this exposure, the mainstream media and government officials seem unwilling to acknowledge how this fundamental deception has been used as the underlying basis nearly every single public health measure, coming at an incalculable cost for those countries and societies placed under the yoke of so-called virus mitigation policies. The inflated COVID death numbers are then used by the government and media as a moral trigger to impose rolling lockdowns as well as other repressive and needless policies such as mass mandates, business and school closures, deregulated <clears throat> emergency vaccine rollouts, and arbitrary non-science-based social distancing rules. <laughs> Wow! If you guys could just, I'm chuckling because I'm watching. I'm looking at at uh, beef over here, and he literally uh, took his hat off and just covered his face and started shaking his head. <laughs> oh, I know you're waiting, biting at the tongue to to, to respond to this. I'll read just one sentence. Nearly one-third of recently registered COVID deaths in England and Wales are people who died primarily of other causes, the latest figures show. That just... I think a way back, in some of our podcasts, I had shared that uh, I knew of uh, a cousin of ours, uh, a good friend of his, worked at the funeral home. Mm -hmm. And how... You know, he put out his, he wrote down the certificate, certificates, cause of death, whatever, uh, and would submit the reports to the to the state. And how for two, three straight months, he said it never happened before in his career. All the reports came back because he needed to change the cause of death to, to COVID. guess what, COVID-19. And this so was, it makes that more real, you know? This was your cousin, you said? A, a friend of my cousin. A, a friend of your cousin's? Yeah. He said, never in my entire career have I been sent reports back to change the cost of death. There's money involved. Oh, there has to be, bro. 
Oh, well, the government pays more for COVID deaths than they do yeah. for any other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad these, I mean, and like you said, we're hoping that these, you know, the fact checking on this is correct. I mean, you know, we, we rant and rave against fact checkers, especially Facebook. I mean, we know right. what those fact checkers are. Yeah. But there's actual legitimate fact checkers that are looking, researching, you know, doing the work so that they can provide the real statistics and go, wait a minute. No, look. Right. So, you know, we truly hope that, you know, these fact uh, checkers, you know, if they get it right, I mean, there it is, folks. I mean, what else? Uh, we're still going to be running around a few more years not knowing and, or speculating or thinking this is really true, how bad it, it is that they told us it was? Or is it just what's control? It's all about control. You know? It's all about control, and it's <clears throat> not over. Oh, no. Oh, no. It, it, you know, it, people are being deceived again. They're thinking, "Oh, well, you know, we we'll get the vaccines, we get, but we don't have to wear the mask anymore. This whole thing's going to be over. Yeah. Over, everything opens up. We go back to normal." No, 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 folks. If that's what you're thinking, you don't understand globalists, and you don't oh, yeah. understand yeah. their agenda. You don't understand the deep state. We're hoping. That the deep state is being taken down, like some are saying. We're hoping we're not being lied to about that. Right. You know? Right. But if we are, then don't think that this thing's not going to come back in the fall. It is. Yeah. Right. Because all they're going to do is they're going to make this standard operating procedure for every time a cold comes around, a flu comes around... Uh, any kind of bug comes around, mm. it's going to be back to sh- lockdowns, mask, social distancing. They want this to be permanent. Mm. That's why they're really angry and mad at the governors that are resisting them and opening up their states and saying, no, we're not playing this game. Right. They wanted it to be permanent, and they're going to they're going to try to find a way to push it again. Sure, sure. Don't think that just because someone is a health department official that they're on the up and up. <laughs> money talks, and money corrupts everybody. Yeah, doesn't matter if you have a lab coat and a stethoscope on. That's right. Money can still corrupt you. Human nature is still human nature. When you become a doctor and you and you start practicing medicine, that doesn't negate the sin of Adam, and it doesn't negate the human nature. Mm-hmm. Human nature doesn't suddenly transform itself into something miraculous. Yeah. Oh, you got a degree. Okay, we're yeah. going to do everything good. <laughs> I mean, just because yeah. you become a doctor yeah. doesn't right. make you all of a sudden make you a wonderful person. <laughs> right. You know? How many doctors are performing abortions? How many doctors were involved in the concentration camps in Germany mm-hmm. doing experiments? Yep. How many people are fascinated with science or biological science to the degree that they're oblivious to how it's affecting everyone else? They're just wanting to discover the new science. Look, we discovered mRNA. This is awesome. We've got to do trials. We've got to get get the experiment out there. Oh, we've got an emergency use only from the FDA. We can we can distribute everybody and do a great trial. They're excited about the discovery. Yeah. 
they're not thinking, their head is not right. They're not thinking about how's it affecting people or how's it going to affect people? Should oh. we be doing this? Is this the right <laughs> thing to do? And the moment I think they, they started reporting debts, they, they, they probably, just like any product you put out, right? A recall of something. Wouldn't you think there should be a recall at some yeah. point? Especially yeah. when you have an X amount of deaths already? Yeah. Well, you know, in the 1950s, four out of five physicians recommended Camel cigarettes over every other brand. Do you remember that commercial? <laughs> yes, that's there true. There was a commercial on that. That's true. That's and what true. was the cigarette um, industry arguing? They made medical arguments. They made arguments, oh, yeah. this is not bad for you. Nicotine doesn't hurt you. Don't worry about it. Right. We're good. It was like, what yeah. they say something? It's almost like... Uh, <laughs> Um, when you drink coffee and soda, what's it called? Uh, ca- uh, caffeine. And it almost used to like, uh, like, oh, it's just like caffeine. It's yeah. almost like it's a, it's like a smoke a drag of this, and it'll well, get you going on your day. Right. When cigarettes <laughs> first came out, doctors were thinking, oh, this might be a good uh, thing for certain ailments. Yeah. What else are they saying that about now? Hmm, let me see. Oh yeah, the wacky weed. Being used as medication now? Are you kidding me? I'm going to be like, uh, well, it helps my rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, yeah, okay, well, what's the side effects? Yeah. <laughs> what does what does THC do to you? Right. Right? Do we know everything about it? Mm-hmm. And how concentrated is it? Right. Right. I mean, you go to a dispensary to pick it up with a doctor's note. You don't get it. The, the, the doctor is not prescribing it in a, like a regular drug where you go to a pharmacy and they go, okay, you only get 10 milligrams of this one, but you get 25 milligrams of that one. Here's your subscription for the wacky weed. Go to the pharmacy and pick some up. And you get to choose the potency. Hmm. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is a scam. This is a money-making scam for the government. Oh, yeah. The, the, you know, the states... Ta- I always said, you want to kill the industry? All you got to do... You know, the drug industry? All you got to do is legalize it and tax it. It'll kill it. Not only that, legalizing it, taxing it? You know, because even taxing it, yeah, obviously you'll kill it. But, you know, the addicts will, will are going to get it. They're going to pay for it. Right. But the money the government's gonna make. Oh, they're making buku bucks. And guess what? You can created, use that money for created a new industry and new jobs. Yeah. You say, but it's not moral. You think the government's thinking about morality? A, exactly. That's that would be the first concern that we think the government's thinking moral. <laughs> I'm telling you. Wow, good stuff. You know what? One day we're gonna do that in our podcast. We're talking gonna about be marijuana. The talking about weed. marijuana. I gotta get my the bong out here first. Be, we gotta get the bong out here before we do that. And we're gonna have to, bro. Because <laughs> my first question is gonna be: Can a Christian smoke a big fat doobie? Because it's not in Scripture that you cannot smoke a big fat doobie. But there are principles in Scripture. That, principles in Scripture that, that yeah. say uh, no, no, so no. So we'll, no, we'll address that. We'll leave that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe on no. the next podcast. <laughs> I'll, grind mean, people, people, I'll grind your gears. I'll grind your gears with that one. <laughs> people argue about drinking sodas. Is that should we be doing that from Scripture? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, even some medications, like statin drugs, like I'm on. Yeah. Right. 
Should I be working to find natural solutions to get off satin drugs because they have bad side effects, side effects and stuff? Right. Where does scripture land in on that? Yeah. Yeah. Tough know. questions. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So let me just end with a little bit of a reading. Let's do it. First Timothy six. First Timothy six. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And that they have believed believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved, partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but dotting about questions and strifes of words, whereof come envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing to gain is supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself let me read that again perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself but godliness with contentment is great gain that's first uh, timothy 6 verses 1 through 6 I'll read 7 too. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having mm-hmm. food and raiment, let us therewith be content. And what did Job say? He said, Naked came I into the world, naked shall I, naked shall I depart from the world. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Wow. Godliness. That's... Gain is not godliness, but gain is is it's in the nature of man to desire gain, to Mm -hmm. be susceptible to bribes, blackmails, offers of great wealth, and so forth, to do unsavory and immoral things. Mm, That's that's, that's deep stuff, bro. And I like what it says, and having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. Couple verses, content, mm-hmm. but godliness with contentment is great gain. Contentment is huge. Yes, Christians, we are to be joyful, right? Mm-hmm. Honor God, the chief end of man to honor God in all things, mm-hmm. and have contentment on top of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and contentment, just like joy, doesn't mean happy. Yeah, everything's great, fantastic. You're living your best life now, bro. Contentment is satisfied in the Lord. Right. That wherever you're at, either rich, poor, in the middle, you have contentment because God is providing. Right. Paul said, whatever state I am in, therewith be content. That's right. That's joy. Amen. Joy joy goes with you in the jail cell. Mm. Happiness, uh, Happiness doesn't. That's right. You know. Victory doesn't, mm-hmm. but joy does. That's right. That inner peace that passes all understanding, and that is not some charismatic, uh, ecstatic experience. Right. 
that is a quiet inner peace that uh, doesn't make sense to the world. But it's there because the Holy Spirit's walking through that with you. Mm. And God is right there with you. And where God is, we are happy. That's right. Because we have that relationship with Christ. We have that relationship with the Father. And so it doesn't matter where we are physically in this world or what circumstances we're under. We have that true connection to the creator of the universe mm. and all of his love and all of his wisdom and his knowledge uh, that he's able to impart some of that to us. Good stuff, bro. And so we walk with joy. We walk with inner peace, regardless of circumstance. Praise the Lord. Close us out, bro. We'll, well folks, right remember to keep your mind sharp and your heart pure, and we'll see you next podcast. We'll catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, we wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God. And uh, in return, they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I uh, also want to thank uh, our church, uh, friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. I want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us, and uh, it's a blessing to have in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Uh, we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you. We'll